your brain might just help you learn something in more ways than one. Welcome to Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. Dr. Bell is a licensed marriage and family therapist. He'll be your guide on this crazy exploration designed to bring life back into our existence. Can you become the element of change in an ever-changing world? Possibly, but you've got to listen on to find out. Now, here is the host of Absurd Psychology, Dr. Gary Bell. Welcome, everybody. All right, today we're talking about pornography addiction. And I got to tell you, during this COVID virus, uh, pornography has just gone through the roof. Pornography issues, especially in relationships and marriage, has gone through the roof. I mean, people have had too much time on their hands, have been at home, and boy, I'm telling you, it can really, really mess up people's lives because it is an addictive behavior. It's addictive because, you know, especially if they masturbate when they're watching the pornography, first of all, it screws up their sex drive, so the marriage gets hit. Second of all, the marriage gets hit because they're looking at... uh, people as objects rather than people and the other thing is is their sex life with their spouse or relationship is probably not nearly as creative as what they're able to see on the screen but the other thing is it adds dopamine and serotonin which is the happiness uh, 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 chemicals in our brain that actually are, are called antidepressants and so people get addicted because it's an antidepressant to sit there and masturbate to pornography or even look at it so is it addictive absolutely addictive um, it's addictive because of it has a reward system to it and the reward system is not only the masturbation but the dopamine and serotonin that come to it you know it's a widespread pornography is is a really widespread means of dealing with your your sexual drives and more than 90% of young men report watching porn videos with regularity particularly in the United States and many of those vid- videos depict acts that might be never engaged that they may never engage with themselves or in other words their erotic fantasies come to life you know uh some of the the porn sites, the websites, the big ones, uh, well over 90 billion videos are viewed daily by more than 60 million visitors. And only 26% of those are obviously female. You know, uh, although viewing erotica is nearly uh, uh, <laughs> obvious among males, and it's it's just, it's in in their blood these days, some men and women regard watching internet porn as pathological and believe that time spent doing so may be a sign of addiction. And that's what we're talking about. You know, porn is sexually explicit material if you really want to understand it. It's, it's written, it's visual uh, or otherwise, and it's intended to sexually arouse people. So what do you think is going to happen? Something's going to happen when you're viewing pornography. It's existed for the millennia, at least, and it remains uh, widely available in books, magazines, audio coverages, uh, online coverages, all all over the place. And online is is the vast majority. And guess what? A lot of it is free. Free, yes. And it's a loaded subject. Pornography is. You know, a lot of people argue that it can ruin marriages, and I believe that, lead to sexual addiction or other unhealthy behaviors. It also can encourage sexual aggression because a lot of these videos 
uh, not a lot, but some of these videos can be very uh, uh, enticing towards uh, dominant and, and non-dominant behavior. So, you know, some people want, are sadistic and some people are masochistic. And people think that that's a regular thing. If they view it on video on their computer, they think that it's acceptable. And then they may go about treating someone else in that way, or they may commit rape or some kind of crime having to do with what they've watched on pornography. Molestation is up. Children's sex is up. It's amazing what we're seeing in this world today. Um, It it used to be viewed as something to enhance people's sex lives and, and provide a safe recreational outlet and reduce the incident of sexual assault. But nowadays, it's online, and it's it's in video form, and it's people, and uh, they even have virtual, virtual, um, virtual meaning like cartoon uh, sex uh, acts, and people believe this stuff. And what it's done is is it's added to their creativity, yes, but it's also added to the idea of having affairs, and that's the sad thing is that people view people these days as a thing, not a person. They look at them as an opportunity to have sex. And people look, view the world through their sexual life. Many people do. They don't look at the soul. They don't look at the person. They look at people from a sexual aspect. And sadly, that agenda carries forward into our marriage, which diminishes our sex life. It also carries forward in the way that we teach our children. You know, there's a lot of people out there using porn who have no problems with it whatsoever. So when, you know, when does it become an addiction? Well, when it's pervasive, that means it's their go-to coping skill for stress, anxiety, uh, getting outside of their own relationship with their spouse, trying to view a different body uh, of a person or a different type of a person. You know, real-life relationships need to have the souls connecting. They need to have people respecting each other, listening to each other. Oftentimes, people that turn to pornography have terrible communication skills, and those communication skills uh, keep them to be kind of a ruminative person, meaning they think inside their own brain, but they don't really communicate everything they think about. And so, you know, it's sad, but a lot of adult content um, out there can do a lot of damage to a person's idea of what sex should be like with their partner. And sadly, a partner is not a body. A partner is a person. And if you look at them only from a sexual aspect, you're not going to have a great sex life because it gets old. You know, what keeps things going sexually for people in relationships is when they are sexually active with each other. That's an important aspect of marriage, and you can't deny it. You know, this this excessive stuff of watching porn over and over again really makes a romantic relationship suffer. It's almost like the grass is greener on the other side every day, meaning that what I have is not nearly as good as what I could have out there. And that gives people the idea to finding an affair Uh, acting on their loneliness, and by the way, a miserable marriage, which may be your own fault if you like pornography, a miserable marriage is the loneliest place in the world because you're stuck with the idea that you're stuck with this person and you're miserable, yet you can't get out. And if you do get out, guess what? The kids may go to poverty. The kids may have to be divided. You may There's a whole lot of things happen, finances, home, 
lifestyle, all these changes come about once you get a divorce. You know, but women and men cannot compete with what you see on the computer. Nobody can compete with what you see in pornography. And that's why it is so offensive to a partner. It's offensive because it's just, what can you do about that? It's, it's in your home. They're hiding it. It's powerful. It's, it's, they, it's, some people give more time to pornography than they do their spouse or their children. And it's a very sad thing. But yes, once people start watching it, they tend to go to it more and more and more. Now, it's another thing if the true need for pornography is to enhance the sex life of a married couple. If they find that that's a way of doing it, that's great if it enhances it. But that means you're both doing it together. You're not doing it in your room or in your office all by yourself where nobody's watching. You know, integrity is what you do when nobody's looking. And the thing about pornography is that if that's what you're doing when nobody's looking, that's a very sad thing for you. You know, it, it's it's important for us to be able to say no to things that hurt us. And, and if you're going to be in a marriage and you're going to be embracing pornography, you're going to have a hard time. Eventually, you're going to want to get outside of that marriage or eventually you're just going to want the porn. And then you look at your spouse and you look down on them because they're not nearly uh, in, in the kind of shape or form that you were hoping uh, that, that you're looking at on the computer. You know, uh, lower sex quality for men and their partners is a big uh, problem with pornography. Female use of porn is associated with improved sexual quality for women. Now, that's pretty amazing. And men love it when women like pornography. So guess what? Uh, some women get into pornography because it gets their man excited or their partner excited. You know, but if you have a lower level of intimacy in your real life relationship, you know, you lose your sense of sexuality as a person. You lose your sense of how to flirt. You lose your sense of creativity in the bedroom. You lose your sense of how to expand and keep your sex life alive. You are giving up on sex with your partner when you're driving yourself into pornography. Now, if you, you if uh, now once again, when women use porn, however, intimacy increases. So that's what's interesting about the whole thing. They actually use it. Most women actually use it to enhance their sex life with their partner. Men use it as a go-to, as a uh, surrogate partner uh, instead of their own partner. You know. Uh, men and women typically use different types of porn. Men are, men are more often drawn to videos showing sex acts absent of context. You might not even uh, see someone's face. You know, women tend to watch couples porn with, with storylines and softer angles. You know, when partners use porn together, they tend to watch things where both people are uh, participants in a sexual act. You know, some couples seem to benefit from pornography. That's not the case for everyone. When one partner uses porn at a high frequency, typically the men, heterosexual couples, are, is, is what that is. There can be a tendency to withdraw emotionally from the relationship. And, the, you know, those, the men that have reported in studies of, of increased uh, uh, pornography had increased secrecy, less intimacy, and also more depression. And when pornography is a secret, a secret affair that you're having, well, guess what? 
that secret destroys the trust. And when you attack trust in a marriage, which is the only thing you can work on, you can't work on love. When you attack trust, you're attacking the binder of a relationship and you're actually saying, it's okay if we break up. It's okay. I don't care how my partner's gonna react. All I care about is my own sexual needs. You know, it's not clear uh, whether pornography is is uh, uh, the chicken or the egg. You know, the, does a person turn to pornography because they're already in an unsatisfying relationship? Or do women pull away and lose interest in sex when they discover their partner is spending quality time with uh, adult uh, videos? You know, uh, <laughs> both scenarios are probably true based on the couple's uh, that have been in studies. And indeed, the two scenarios tend to feed off each other. If a couple goes through a dry spell, the man may watch more porn to fill the void. Some women may feel threatened or confused by that response. And they often report feeling less attractive, uh, like they would never measure up to the X-rated people that you're watching. And the result is even less sex, even more porn, and a relationship that continues to falter. You know, <laughs> If you feel like you're in a relationship and you're kind of addicted to the need uh, to see love or to feel love, porn is not going to be the place you're going to get that. Relationships aren't the only area where compulsive pornography can be damaging. You know, there, there's uh, people losing their jobs because they can't control the urge to visit adult websites at work, for instance. People actually do that. And, and that's amazing to me that they at work where people can see what you're doing and people can monitor what you're doing, especially in corporations. Uh, they can even block what you're doing. But if you're going to go to a, a, a porn site on your work computer, you're basically asking to be fired at some point. You know, it's, it's, it's amazing, but people get this addiction so strong that they'll actually uh, get a thrill from uh, 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 pushing the boundaries. And it's sad, but true, and it creates horrible consequences for people's lives. You know, if compulsive pornography uh, use is not a hypersexual disorder, it might be considered an addiction like drug or alcohol. And, and uh, uh, uh you know, by scanning the brains of compulsive porn users with an MRI, they when they view erotic images, uh, there's a psychologist or a psychiatrist or neuropsychiatrist at uh, University of Cambridge uh, called Valerie Voon, and she said when you when you uh, scan the brains of compulsive porn users with an MRI. Uh, while they view erotic images, she's testing whether they show brain activity patterns similar to substance abusers viewing beer bottles or, or drug paraphernalia. And so far in her studies, the brains of compulsive porn users resemble the brains of alcoholics watching ads for a drink. Is that amazing or what? <laughs> you know, despite all the findings... She, she has also noted that it's probably too early to put compulsive porn users in a box with people who suffer from drug or alcohol problems. But, you know, obviously we need more studies in that area, you know, because then you will be able to help people that have these type of addictions. And actually, later on in the show, we're going to give you some tools as to how to pull down pornography and get it out of your life. You know, one of the, the things to think about is, do you have to pair up? You know, it's basically behavior modification. Do you have to pair up the need to masturbate with your pornography use? Is there a way you could step back from the masturbation and then eventually step back 
to watch maybe one and then step back to none and then step back to your frequency of watching, you know, to once a week, once a month, once a year, never. Can, can we back it off in that way? It's possible. It's really possible. But people give themselves the uh, reward of masturbation and orgasm. Uh, and you pair that up with pornography, and it's going to be really hard to peel somebody off of that kind of stuff. You know, there, there's a, a lot of work being done on how to look at pornography and how to cope with it. You know, pornography is really a loaded topic. You know, a lot of opponents argue that it can ruin marriages. We've already talked about that. Um, but that sexual addiction can also, uh, uh, addiction can lead to sexual aggression. Pornography is aggressive and it can be aggressive and it can be really sad because then people will view people in real life that may look like a pornography person and then they want to pursue that person because they see that in the pornography you know it, it's people form this sense of attractions and addictions uh, based on what they see and then they look for people that are similar to what they've looked at on the online or on the pornography and now they're looking out in the world at objects and pe uh, people as objects who resemble the porn people that they've been watching you know it, it's just amazing uh, there was a, a 2002 uh, survey uh, conducted by uh, PBS it, it, with the Kinsey Institute and in Research for Sex and Gender and Reproduction also at the, at the Indiana University contributed, but 86% of the respondents said porn can educate people, 72% said it provides a harmless outlet for fantasies, and then among those who reported using pornography, 80% said they felt fine about it. That was 2002. Well, we're almost 19 years later, and guess what's gotten to be a multi-billion dollar industry? Pornography. And yeah, it's in your Facebook. People trying to contact you in Facebook. People are doing video online live sessions with each other where they're watching and performing sexual acts by themselves or with other people for your great enjoyment. Yeah, people really go off the hook on this stuff. All right, we're going to talk about this more. We're going to come back to the addiction aspect of it, but we're also going to get really much more into the problem solving of how to recover. So come back. Friend us on Facebook to keep up with what's empowering the world. Voice America Empowerment. Dr. Gary Bell is available for speaking engagements as well as teaching at your seminar or workshop and life coaching via telephone Skype or in person in the Seattle area. Dr. Bell brings his no-nonsense, straight-from-the-hip discussions each week on the show, but it doesn't stop there. Learn about motivation and psychology, one-couple marriage repair, a two-day workshop in Seattle, and more. Visit drgbmft.com today or call Dr. Gary Bell at 951-818-7856. That's drgbmft.com or 951-818-7856. Listen for Transformation for Success with Dr. Barbara Young. Her show topics cover creating lasting transformation in challenging environments and how creating change can have an impact on the success of individuals from a mind, body, and spirit perspective. It's going to be inspiring and uplifting each week. So tune in on Tuesdays at 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel and also listen on the Voice America Business and Influencers Channels. 
Transformation takes one step at a time. It's time. It's time to serve, learn, change the world. Tune in each week for the power of young people to change the world. Hosted by NYLC CEO Amy Muirs. The program is a forum for both young people and the adults who love and support them. We make connections with others through stories of change, partnership, and new perspectives of issues facing the world today. Be sure to join us every Thursday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time and 3 p.m. Pacific Time or anytime on demand on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Friend us on Facebook to keep up with what's empowering the world. Voice America Empowerment. You are tuned in to Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. If you have a question for Dr. Gary or his guest, please call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. That's easy enough, but if you want to send an email, it will take some thinking. Got a pen? The email address is drgbmft at sbcglobal.net. Or you can just click on Email Host on the Voice America page. Now, back to Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. Welcome back, everybody. All right, we're talking about porn addiction. And I'm telling you, this COVID-19 time... You need to watch what your partner is watching because people are into this like crazy. I cannot believe how many people and how many marriages I'm I'm seeing uh, uh, with people that have porn addiction. It's just amazingly difficult to uh, and challenging to have to deal with it. But people do it. Doesn't mean you're gonna rot in hell. But you know what? Uh, it can be an opportunity to change. It can be an opportunity to learn. And, and what's sad is, is that a lot of people, as they continue to progress watching porn, they want something even more stronger, more creative, more uh, drastic. And, and they form these addictions because they, as they go into that world, they go deeper and deeper and deeper into all kinds of fixations and aspects of sex. And then all of a sudden they look at their partner and that's not nearly as exciting. And so, you know, not only does it affect your relationships, folks, it can affect all kinds of times of your life, all kinds of aspects, because it takes great effort to hide things. And some people get a thrill out of having a secret or having a secret life. Sickly, they get a thrill from that. And so what they do is they hide it and it may affect how much time you spend with your kids it may affect how you spend time with your kids it may affect how you conduct business with people of the opposite or the same sex that you may be attracted to it it may actually create an attraction that originally wasn't there or was latent and now it's messed you up and made you into bisexual it could be all kinds of crazy stuff that you know if if you don't do the fixation then you don't feel like sex is enough and it also makes your partner feel like they're not enough, that they can't do it for you, you know, and that's not cool. And if you're going to be in a long-term relationship, really, honestly, the last thing you want to have is a porn addiction because, you know, an addiction means you lose control over your time and over your energy. And it becomes the thing that you cherish the most rather than the partner or the children that you should be cherishing the most, You know, um, people who report greater problems controlling porn use, uh, uh, they they have a hard time changing. 
And you know what's the other part of it is, is they're not accountable for it. And you need to be accountable for it. If you're going to be accountable for it, then it's less likely it's going to become an addiction. But putting a label on a porn habit is, is not an easy exercise. Understanding what drives the behavior is a necessary step towards designing effective ways to, to stop people or help people stop themselves from wanting to watch uh, pornography. You know, the science is far from settling uh, as far as having been something that can be stopped. You know, there's a tremendous uh, treatment industry that needs this to be a disease. And so people that have a porn addiction, that that label can actually create the opportunity for treatment centers to pursue insurance companies. So insurance companies can get pay for the treatment of these folks. And so right now, uh, porn addiction is not something that a lot of treatment centers uh, carry or deal with simply because they have no insurance and it's going to take a person a lot of out-of-pocket money to deal with that addiction. So what do they other rather do? Hide it. Hide it and keep going. You know, living with secrets causes a lot of guilt and shame. Living with secrets causes a low self-esteem. Living with secrets makes your life very fragile. Living with secrets also affects people's ability to trust you and your ability to trust yourself. And that means you're not going to take as many opportunities in life to do the things that you need to do because your priority is your sex organ. You know, pornography addiction can seriously damage relationships. You know, it, 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 it can also destroy your responsibilities in your life. Wouldn't it be sad if you actually lost your job, which I know people that have, lost your job because you were watching porn at work? How humiliating and how selfish to affect your family if that's what you have and affect your own personal relationship, affect your ability to pay for your home, affect your ability to pay for your car because you were porn addicted and did it at work. You know, folks, people do this every day. Every day, lose their jobs over a porn addiction. You know, there's a lot of psychiatric uh, professionals, however, that don't consider porn addiction an addiction. And in a clinical sense of the word, the signs and symptoms are, are, are similar uh, to drug or alcohol addiction. But it's really not, it's more of a uh, colloquial term rather than an actual uh, uh, diagnosis. You know, some people have also in this profession of psychiatry have questioned whether porn addiction should be classified as a compulsive disorder along the lines of drug or alcohol addiction. I personally believe it should be, especially after COVID-19. It's just unbelievable how much people have turned to it. And people in relationships, by the way, lots of relationships have broken up over COVID-19 uh, because people have been stuck at home with each other and looking over each other's shoulders, doing everything together, and they get sick of it, and they don't have variety, and they get, they see each other too much, and their sexuality dies, and then people turn desperately to something else. And then during COVID-19, well, people couldn't go out and flirt, people couldn't go look on the beach at, at different people. They had to get it on the computer. You know, an addiction criteria is like this. Uh, viewing behavior is someone who compulsively views porn meets at least two of the four clinical conditions associated with addic addictions. First of all, there's cravings to 
engage in an activity as well as failed attempts to cut down or control the activity. That means you have impaired control. And then there's a failure to complete major tasks at work, school, home, and have given up trying. It creates social problems. You know, porn addiction fails to meet the definition of addiction in that it is not inherently associated with risk-taking, and it does not involve tolerance um, or withdrawal. But some argue that these behaviors and associations can occur, and I believe they can occur with porn addiction, especially risk-taking. A lot of people do that. A lot of people will go out and see prostitutes. I mean, it's sad. It's really sad what this can lead to. You know, the symptoms are, are very apparent. If you're concerned about your porn viewing, there are some warning signs uh, that you might consider. It, it, number one, if you're consumed with thoughts of porn, even when you're not actively watching it, or you view porn on your cell phone at work or in social situations where you might be seen, you feel ashamed, guilty, depressed about your porn viewing, or you can continue to watch porn despite the harm it's had and is having and may have on your relationship, your work, and your home life. And what if it is to the point that you leave it up on your computer for your children to see? That may be a big problem. You know, uh, you experience reduced sexual satisfaction. You hide your porn. Your porn viewing from your spouse, your, your partner, your family members. You get upset when asked to cut back on or stop looking at it. You, you lose track of time. You have tried to quit watching it, but you've not been successful. Does that sound like addiction? Absolutely. And so habitual porn viewers have a greater incidence of erectile dysfunction and a low libido uh, and healthy porn viewing from potential harmful compulsive behaviors. And so if your porn viewing has become compulsive, it's interfering with how you feel about yourself and has impacted your ability to function in your relationships at work and other aspects of your day-to-day -day life. And you can get help. You can stop this. You just have to have a will, a will to do it. Not a, not a try to get off of porn. I will get off of porn is what you need to say to yourself. Use your will because if you don't use your will, you will not do it. <laughs> you don't have to confront your, your porn addiction alone either, you know, or quit cold turkey. There, there's a thing called uh, Celebrate Recovery which is a really good program where people have different kinds of addictions, a lot of it's pornography, and you can join a group like that, and then you there's even uh, 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 programs that will alert somebody that's a friend of yours that may have the same problem that you're currently using porn on your phone or on your computer. You know, working with a therapist can also provide an effective treatment method. And there's a, a lot of behavioral modification treatments. There's a lot of cognitive behavioral treatments. But you really need to understand that you are warping your brain. You are shaping your brain around an industry that is waiting for you to invest in it. And lots of people do that. They'll dump their money into pornography. And it just keeps getting more drastic and more drastic and more drastic. And does that affect you? Absolutely. Does it affect your family? Absolutely. Does it affect your opportunities? Why, yes, it does. 
you know, why it may be uh, uncomfortable exposing truths about your behaviors and your thoughts, you need to confront these realities to ensure you get the treatment you need. And with the right treatment, you can achieve lasting recovery from porn addiction. You know, think about the consequences. If you know that your partner is going to want to possibly divorce you, well, guess what? It's going to be a bad divorce, number one, and it's going to be rough. It's going to affect your children's life if you have children, and it's going to be very expensive. And you're going to pay for it probably till all the kids are 18 and maybe beyond, and you're going to pay for it emotionally with the wrecking ball it does to your entire family because you can't get off the addiction. You know, you have to bring your compulsive behavior into light, and you can bring uh, begin to answer some important questions about yourself. And these answers are going to guide you to resolutions that will make you happier and your life more stable and more productive. And you got to hope on that. Come on, guys. You know, it would be nice for you to create them like meditations or prayers about stopping using porn, taming your mind, learning some life skills. You know, to stop using porn, recovery can only really begin when a person chooses to stop looking at and stop fantasizing about porn and to have the motivation to try to stop consuming internet porn. A, a person like that needs to recognize that it has the potential to cause serious mental and physical health problems as well as social ones. And it can even result in getting a criminal record if you go on and on and on because if you start acting on it, that means it's turned into more than just an addiction. It's become a compulsion, and that compulsion can ruin your life. You know, you need to take the glass out of the wound. Everyone understands that a wound cannot begin to heal while the piece of glass is still in the flesh, you know, causing injury. So removing that, that constant interaction with internet por uh, pornography lets your brain reboot its neurological highways to where it's not trying to be an antidepressant. You know, quite frankly, a person that's likely addicted to pornography is also struggling with some sense of depression. You also have to have the will, and that means you begin with a decision to give up. And you can use the word tried and tested method, but you can try, 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 try all day long, but try has a back door. You know, it's, a, it's about the voluntary... Uh, stopping of access to temptations and works well with impulsive individuals. If you think of it from a spiritual perspective, you know, all God really wants for you to do is be wise. All your marital partner wants you to, or relationship partner wants you to do is be wise. Can you think about them when you're introduced to opportunities like pornography? Can you, if, you, if you're a spiritual person, can you seek the wisdom of God when you're seeking pornography? Can you do that? Can you live a consultative life where you're not uh, making decisions in a vacuum only for yourself? Can you start including the impact it has on other people? Can you consider the impact it has on your life and your decision-making and your character, your integrity? You know, nursing homes are full of people who never get visited, maybe because they didn't manage their integrity. Integrity, once again, is what you do when nobody's looking. And if you don't measure, uh, manage your integrity, you're going to have a really hard time having relationships with people because people gauge their relationships and how close they get to someone based on the person's trustability. 
you drop a trust issue into a relationship, you're basically trying to destroy the relationship. So you really need to do some consequential thinking when it comes down to should porn be in my life or should it not be in my life? You know, it's also being able to pause for a few moments, puts mental breaks and makes us think before acting and helps us weaken the pathway and starts to break the habit. And it's a valuable exercise in trying to break any habit when we no longer want it. And it helps to build self-esteem and self-control. And that's the one most important key life skills for long-term success. You know, if you can control, learn how to control yourself and learn how to do what's right instead of what you want, then you're starting to live a quality life that is attractive and is going to be meaningful to other people because you have boundaries for yourself and now you can have boundaries for other people, which gives us a lot more peace in our life. You know, it's really important to think about, you know, that, that uh, you know, dependency also is uh, a big issue when it comes to pornography. Some of these folks like gaming, they like social media, uh, they, especially Facebook, uh, especially Instagram and all those other little Twitter and all that crap out there. People just get into that stuff. Well, that feeds into the pornography because it bleeds in there. Also, YouTube. Pornography bleeds in there. You may look at something maybe that's not even uh, that you know suggestive, but then the next thing you see suddenly is going to be more suggestive, and the next thing is more suggestive. The next thing is 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 even more and more and more because the media, the social media, uh, tracks you, and they want to know what you like, and they're going to follow where you're going, and they're going to throw things at you. That's why people get so upset when they find that their spouse has some kind of pornography uh, 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 message coming into their phone, uh, into their chat, all of a sudden there's there's pornography stuff. Hey, how are you? Blah, blah, blah. They're coming into their texting. And uh, when that's happening, it means that social media has tracked you and you must be looking at something and they find a way to put two and two together. It doesn't always mean it's that way. It doesn't always mean it's like that. But what it does mean is we have to be careful in what we introduce to our life and what we subject our brain to. All right, we're going to take a more uh, deeper uh, angle on the recovery process. So come back. Change your world. Change your life. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Dr. Gary Bell is available for speaking engagements as well as teaching at your seminar or workshop and life coaching via telephone Skype or in person in the Seattle area. Dr. Bell brings his no-nonsense, straight-from-the-hip discussions each week on the show, but it doesn't stop there. Learn about motivation and psychology, one-couple marriage repair, a two-day workshop in Seattle, and more. Visit drgbmft.com today or call Dr. Gary Bell at 951-818-7856. That's drgbmft.com or 951-818-7856. Unravel the mysteries of metaphysics every week on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Join host Barb Crowley as she and her insightful guest share what's been learned behind the veil, going just beyond our five senses. Now you can see things with an entirely different point of view. 
Tune in for Metaphysics, A View Through the Veil, broadcasting live every Friday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time and 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Use it to explore your advantage and deeper understanding. What's the difference between leaders who achieve exceptional results with ease and those who struggle to keep up? Tune in for Leading on Purpose with Nicole Bendeley. You'll discover the simple practices that are making the biggest difference to a leader's success today. You'll meet leaders who are bringing out the best in their teams. You'll gain practical strategies to lead yourself and others to high performance with ease. Leading on Purpose airs live Mondays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific, on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network shows and hosts are in your car, outdoors, and wherever you need them to be. Listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. You are tuned in to Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. If you have a question for Dr. Gary or his guest, Please call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. That's easy enough, but if you want to send an email, it will take some thinking. Got a pen? The email address is drgbmft at sbcglobal.net. Or you can just click on Email Host on the Voice America page. Now, back to Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. Welcome back, everybody. All right, we're talking about porn addiction. You know, what are you going to do? What if you replace porn addiction behavior and all the time you spend watching it with doing something healthy for yourself? Go take a walk. Go work out. Go do something different that's good for you. Make a dinner for your family. Do something nice for somebody else. Instead of sitting there and embellishing your sexual desires, desires and destroying your relationship with your family and your wife and creating consequences that are so far beyond what your reality of what you really wish to happen would not happen. Do you really want to lose your job? Do you really want to lose your family? Do you really want to have conflicted spiritual beliefs uh, because you're, you're doing something contradictory to the nature of having these things in your life? You know, it's sad, but a lot of people will choose themselves over everyone else that they impact. As we get older, our lives have more and more consequences, and you need to be responsible for who you are responsible for. And if you are not responsible for your spouse with integrity, if you're not responsible for your children with your integrity, you're going to lose those things eventually. Or you're going to lose yourself to the compulsion that you can't trust yourself to stop. You know, I have to tell you that if you're going to stop using pornography, you don't do it in dribbles. You know, just cutting down doesn't work in most compulsive behaviors. You know, finding a way to stop using porn is no exception. As soon as we get stressed, we get that do something now thing. And that sensation is getting an easy hit or a feel for our dopamine and serotonin chemicals that we get from, from our smartphone, our tablet, or computer. It's just too convenient, too convenient. And just reducing porn consumption is not enough for most people. You know, it just prolongs the habit. Basically, you know, the well-developed pathways in our brain are easily reignited, and it can take months, even years, in some cases, to grow new, healthier pathways 
and not be drawn back in. So you can you can take several attempts to trial and error to keep up the habit of distracting ourselves from watching porn longer term. So think about that. Stop watching it. Learn to use the internet without porn. You know, go to a 12-step program or a recovery program like Celebrate Recovery. Le- you know, learn how the reward system of the brain works because that's what you're getting. You're getting into a reward system when you're getting into pornography. And you have to become well aware of the triggers and the cues that set off your addiction. And you, you need to find ways to avoid them. And you also want to tame your mind. You know, most abstainers benefit from some sort of psychological support. This can come from friends, from family, from professionals. Go to yoga. Do something, meditation, learn to meditate. You know, join uh, some kind of Zen activity that's going to give you more mindfulness. All of this stuff is so important for self-care. Do it more. If you're a Christian, pray more. If you're a Muslim, pray more. You know, whatever it takes. But use your religion. Use your mindfulness as a way to get out of it. You know, it's, it, it also, Oxycontin has many helpful characteristics to help balance the flow of electricity and neurochemicals. But uh, the, the, the friendship and bonding that is created when you have non-apologetic relationships with your spouse, with your children, with your friends, that all boosts that neurochemical oxycotton in the brain, which makes us less addictive, and it really helps. It also, if you tame your mind, it counteracts cortisol, which is stress and depression and dopamine cravings. And it also, it reduces withdrawal symptoms, it strengthens our relationships, our feelings of security, it soothes our feelings of anxiety, fear, and worry. Relationship, relationship, relationship. Relationship and accountability. Relationship and accountability. Wouldn't it be nice to live without secrets? Wouldn't it be nice to live unapologetically? Wouldn't it be nice to live without guilt and shame? You know, one of the best ways to build resilience to stresses and strains in our everyday life is regular, mental, deep relaxation. Some would say prayer, prayer, prayer. I would say prayer, prayer, prayer. Prayer helps. It truly helps us. It gets us out of ourself. And do you have to just pray for yourself? No. Pray for other people. Pray for other people because that's relationships, folks. And that's important. You know, an effective a uh, combination of supportive mindfulness can really helps it it, it really d- helps us you know cognitive behavioral therapy if you were to go to a therapist would be very helpful for someone with a porn addiction you know motivational interviewing has also proven to be useful to support teenage drug users become abstinent and encouraging helpful insights for those addicted to pornography you know thoughts and fe- feelings are not who we are They are fleeting. The problem is we are making a decision to go to pornography based on a feeling. Well, what is sex? It's a feeling, but it can turn into a non-feeling. It can can turn into just a visual uh, gratification. And pornography definitely changes your mind as how you think about sex. And that's a sad thing. You know, uh, the other thing is people that are mindful, we, they have a reduction in stress. And and can you do deep relaxation? Uh, yeah, use your use your apps in your uh, smartphone. They have lots of apps that'll help you be mindful and help put you in a mindful state. You know, pornography is an option. 
It's an opportunity. Do you want to take it or do you not? It's one of those things where you could take it and nobody would know. And all of a sudden, wow, I'm going to be addicted to porn because nobody knows about it and I have no accountability. And if you have that compulsive need and you don't want to do what's wise or you don't want to do what's wise for your partner, you don't want to do what's wise for your children, you just want to do that thing to relieve your stress, you're going to knock everybody's needs out of your life who need you. You become less and less and less available. So when you see that opportunity, learn how to say no. Self-esteem is learning how to say no to things that hurt you. You know, it's most treatment programs incorporate psychosocial, cognitive behavioral, psychodynamic, which is that long-term Freudian type of stuff, and and even some pharmaceutical uh, uh, methodologies. But, you know, it's really important to look at what might work. And I would tell you that group therapy is probably one of the best solutions for people that are have that have a sense of a porn addiction. It's important to understand that 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 pornography stuff is something that is best open and shared with other people and and when you're able to do that what you're able to do is share those thoughts with others and help them help you because what may work for them may actually work for you. There's some other treatment modalities. Uh, that other people use, and that's hypnotherapy. I'm not sure how that works. I really don't know anybody that's done that, but I'm sure it does, and I'm sure there's people that are experts at it out there. The other thing to look at, and it's very important to think about it, is uh, is that what we are uh, finding is other alternatives. You know, some people may take addiction uh, to another coping skill. Why don't we form a different coping skill instead of watching pornography? Why don't we work out? Why don't we do something like that to cope with our stress? That might be something that is very rewarding, especially if you can uh, improve your body and make your life a little bit healthier. Wow, that could be a good thing. You know, also there, there there's some form, uh, pharmacological in, uh, uh, interventions that can help. Uh, one of them is targeting uh, maybe your ED that you formed uh, with training your brain to go to pornography instead of being attracted to your spouse. Also, antidepressants can be very helpful, especially stuff like Effexor and Wellbutrin can be very helpful to get a person's uh, need to be actually alive. The other thing is mindfulness, as we talked about earlier, is very important, especially if you're trying to put your brain, instead of in the past, instead of in the future, instead of in your fantasies, Putting it into this moment and staying here, here, just stay here. You don't have to go in the past. You don't have to go to the future. If you want opportunities, if you want life to be good, if you want to have relationships, you need to be plugged into this moment, not any other moment. And then the next moment that comes along, you plug in there. Yes, that's called being alive. And sadly, most people live in their heads. And that is... Uh, is how we get into the problem of pornography, is we live in our heads, not in that head that you're thinking about. That was a Freudian slip. All right, now each person must ultimately determine their own recovery path. This is important. And what it really requires is a sense of humility, a sense of motivation, a sustained effort, and then restoring your purpose and meaning in this very life that we live. 
you know, re recovery is about humility. Some people independently solve their addiction problems. This is called a natural recovery. Others ask for help, but in both cases, it's a really humbling experience to face the reality of addiction. And, and the, 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 the professional treatment for addiction is really the path of last resort. If you think about it for a moment, at its most basic level, treatment involves asking for help. Ordinarily, we don't ask for help until faced with the realization that we need some. And an analogy might even make it easier to understand. Support, let's uh, so suppose you would like to drive your car to an unfamiliar location. Perhaps you never visited it before. Do you immediately drive to a gas station or ask for directions, or do you first attempt to navigate there on your own? You know, un until we realize we're lost, we do not consider pulling over or asking for directions. Of course, some people arrive at this conclusion quicker, more quickly than other people, and some people are really independent. And the notion of asking for help is akin to admitting defeat. And that's where we get the stubbornness of people who want to handle their own problem when it comes to porn addiction. They've been usually attempted to recover on their own. They've reached their own individual tolerance level for being lost and decide that they could use some navigational help. And when we reach that phase, we have a tendency to be much more aggressive and productive in getting rid of pornography. Treatment is a, a type of navigational help. And what we want to do is give ourselves the help of having the resources to do it. You know, uh, uh, if, if you look at uh, like smoking, uh, you, if you've been around since the 60s or 70s, your own experience will confirm that tens of millions of Americans have quit smoking. Very few of them sought treatment or attended a support group, you know, uh, yet most everyone always quit, quit smoking, does this without specialized help or treatment, but it may be a handful of serious attempts in order to be finally successful with it. That's what happens with this kind of stuff. We get addicted and we go back to it. Then we get we have to starve ourselves of it, and then we go back. Well, if you want to stop it, you need to not reinforce the neurological highways that you've built watching pornography. Also, we have to have the will, the motivation. You know, that's the crucial ingredient to the success of recovery. You know, during during a lot of naturally recovering people, a common theme is found that to change uh, 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 finally came about because it was important enough. And if you recognize how important it is, you might have a better time getting rid of it. Also, a sustained effort to do, to get rid of it is required if you're going to do that. And, and you need to have a, a, a good plan to change. And that experience may vary in degrees of discomfort, but it is going to pose some discomfort. And also, you need to restore your life, your meaning, your purpose, you know, at some point, it'll become evident that your world revolved around your porn addiction. Do you want that to really be who you are? No, 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 no. You need to cut it out. It starts in childhood. It starts in those teenage years. And that means you haven't left your teenage years behind and your teenage coping skills. Join your life where you are today at the age you are. Grow up and stop this crap. Stop hurting people. Stop doing stupid stuff with your boredom. You know, that's our show. I'd like to thank you for listening. I'd love to hear from you. You can do that at voiceamerica.com, the empowerment channel, Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. Now, remember, the problem of pornography is that it reveals not too much but too little about a woman, and that's John Paul II. Most married women are a sex object, 
Every time you ask for sex, she objects. Also, men don't like to be told what to do unless you both are naked. Also remember, when you live in an apartment after great sex, even the neighbors have a cigarette. Thanks for listening. That's our show for this week. Please join Dr. Gary Bell for another edition of Absurd Psychology next Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Now go impress your friends and family with what you've learned today and have them tune in next week so they can be almost as smart as you. We'll be right back.